This is the Hook Better Leads podcast. Yeah, I'm talking about Mount Dews, baby. We are helping small businesses be more profitable and effective by hooking better leads. Eat brand desserts and just get all fat and sassy. And uh, today I have Panara Eng from Cambria on. How's it going? Doing good, man. How you doing? Doing great. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. It's been great to chat with you just kind of in preparation for this. We're going to be talking about transforming your business in the touchless economy. And I know this has been important to you guys as you're trying to be responsible, you know, world citizens right now and, and take this seriously. Um, from your point of view, um, we're probably, you know, just to be clear, we've been kind of not talking a ton about COVID and coronavirus on the podcast, because I like to think of this as content that people can come back and listen to later. Yeah. But every once in a while, you kind of have to touch on what's currently going on. Otherwise, you know, there's not, this is a lack of freshness to the content. So right. in your perspective, we're, we're kind of entering this, what I would say is like a third wave um, of coronavirus cases and um who are you seeing as some winners and losers of the touchless economy right now? Yeah, it's been uh, really crazy in terms of winners and losers. Um, people have talked about uh, a K-shaped recovery, which is to say that for some people, you're spiking right up and making a ton more money. And for others, uh, they're crashing hard and it's a great recession for them. Just generally out there, you know, Winnebago is crushing it. All the bike companies are crushing it. The boating companies are crushing it. Um, the outdoor companies. Um, Home Depot has been crushing it. And so has been uh, the re remodeling space and folks that are remodeling their homes and their kitchens. And we've been a beneficiary of that. But of course, the restaurants have been in a lot of trouble. Um, lots of restaurants have gone down. Uh, anybody that has counted on folks to come in and be in enclosed spaces where um, it's a little more dangerous. Those folks have suffered hard. Um, and people in that industry, the hospitality folks, the hotel workers, the restaurant workers. So it's been really bifurcated between winners and losers. Absolutely. And, you know, it's hard because I, I mean, I understand it's, it's like uncomfortable to talk about if you are winning in certain ways, right? Like, yeah. But at the same time, like if there's an opportunity, it's appropriate. Like we have a responsibility, right? To like take wins when we can in our business, right? So um, in that process, knowing that convenience becomes really important, like the touchless aspects of our business become important. The, you know, over the, over the internet consultations and things like that. What have you seen that's worked for, you know, the contractors and dealers that you've been talking to, what are some specific things that you've seen um, in your network of people that, you know, ha have been winning? Yeah, I think it's, um, it comes down to give, giving folks a choice. There's different levels of fear out there and, and um, some folks are more uh, concerned than others. So really uh, the businesses that have been successful have really devised more of an offering uh, hey, you still want me to come in home, I'll wear a mask, I'll be careful. But if you'd rather do it virtually, if you'd rather do it over the phone or through FaceTime or Zoom, uh, we can do that. And so it really comes down to giving folks a choice. And um, just to touch on what you had said earlier about, you know, this maybe is a one-time event. I think one way to look at it is that it's an accelerant to uh, 
trends that have been taking place for the past few years. Um, so that is the central question. Is it a one-time event? Let's say May of next year, we're in better shape and there's a vaccine and people are taking the vaccine. Do these um, tactics kind of go away to cater to the touchless economy and the concerns around um, being face-to-face? -face? Um, or has this just really accelerated the transformation to um, to virtual, to uh, omni-channel. And I'm of the latter. I think that this is just an accelerant to the trends. E-commerce is still relatively underpenetrated. And of course, um, the biggest winner of them all uh, has been Amazon uh, and e-commerce in general. But we know that they had been uh, taking up a lot of market share. And so this has sped that up. So I don't think it's necessarily going away. And as a business, uh, there's two ways to look at it. You're either trying to set yourself up for success or survival through the winter, which we all know is going to be a little bit rough. Um, but you could even think longer term and set yourself up for just accelerating the future of digital transformation within your own small business. And I think even if you're a small business, there's lots of things you can do. Exactly. And we were kind of talking about how small business sometimes has an advantage to move quick. So there's an opportunity to like, you know, pick up little things like we we're talking about Calendly and allow people to schedule their own um, appointments and whatever way that is for you. And just kind of making sure that you're making it easy for your company to add little tools here and there, right? To make it super easy for people to work with you and to decrease that friction. Because sometimes we have a preference as a business owner or a salesperson or a marketing person, we have a preference. What's easy for us, right? What's easy for our team versus what's easy for them and just kind of always try to flip it on its head of like what's easy for them because at the end of the day our team internally like i i see this even here we got a 14 person company and it's and it gets we get really focused on our own convenience sometimes right like yeah, yeah. i don't know if I, I i want more information i want 20 pieces of information before they can become a lead Right. Eh, like if you can decrease that, like just decreasing your, your form by like one field increases the conversion rate, like by 20% or something like that. It's crazy. Absolutely. Um, I, I think that there's a lot that um, small businesses can pick up in terms of low hanging fruit and uh, take care of uh, and see big results right away. Um, I was just telling you in our pre-call uh, about Dan's fence. Um, so I was in the market for a, a new fence and I went to Dan's fence local and I hate to pick up on uh, pick on them, but I filled out a form uh, and waited a day the next day um, didn't hear back and I was just getting excited about a fence. So I went back to the website filled out the form again, two or three days later, nothing. I still didn't hear back from them. Um, I emailed them. I looked for their contact info. I emailed them and I didn't hear back from them. I called them and I finally spoke to somebody and finally somebody came out to see me. But that's just a good example of the typical consumer experience with lead forms of small businesses that don't have their flow figured out that I think yeah. that if you just paid a little bit of attention to and put a little resources behind, that will drive you more uh, business. And the number one reason people don't spend money, especially small businesses, on um, PPC or advertising is because they don't know what they're getting. And... Uh, the reason you don't know what you're getting is you're not tracking it. You're not watching that behavior. So fixing this and then measuring it actually liberates you and frees you to 
really turn on the dial of advertising and grow your business faster. I like to hear that. Yeah. And I had a Dan Spence experience just the other day as well. And I, um, it was like a mental health, um, workshop thing or something like that. I was trying to bring it into our company and I, to be honest, you could tell, you could tell this person did a lot of work on the marketing side. They made yeah. a nice blog post. They had like yeah. a promotion. They had all this stuff, but I filled out the form. Nothing, still nothing. Like four days later, I'm, I'm kind of like, why, you know, don't do all this work on your marketing side. Right. If you're not going to get the sales side, right. It's just those two things have to really be back and forth. And this is a small, small business. So I'm not trying to rip on this person, but like you gotta have the response down too. Otherwise don't do the marketing. Don't spend time on the marketing if you're not gonna get the responses down. Yeah, I think 101, which is every, every small business that, that doesn't have a marketing team or an inside sales team is to respond right away like that's just instinct like you get yeah. a lead you have to call them and you have to chase yeah. them down and you have to make that connection you have to strike while the iron is hot um while that interest is really high so that's just like 101 you just have yeah. to go you go after it but um 201 you know is like if you do have a good process and a good mentality for going after those uh leads how do you um, make that even smoother and i think i'm just really excited about all the technology you can just add on um, in WordPress, you can add um, a couple of plugins and I'll just call out a few, you know, one of the best things you can do is you can help uh, them. You can kind of cut the friction of going back and forth in emails of when do you want this person over to see your, your thing. You can use something like Calendly uh, or Chili Piper or a pointlet. And, and as soon as they hit submit on the form, it basically showcases the dates that your folks are available. They pick out that date. And all of a sudden it's added to their calendar mm. email two days before a day before they get a text reminder mm. uh, Calendly in particular gives you a nice text reminder. And so now you're getting a lead to appointment ratio. That's really high and your appointments are actually happening and yep. that, that increases business right away. Absolutely. It's funny. Those, those like thank you pages and stuff like that on websites, that's yeah. an opportunity for people to like clean it up. And we've been doing that with our stuff and, in some cases with our clients where just making that thank you page really clear on what the next couple of steps are and try to tell that story. It's just like, all right, next you'll expect an email and it's going to ask you for this, like different things like that. Um, we use a questionnaire afterwards yeah. to kind of further uh, filter people and then we can choose to follow up with them if, if appropriate and they didn't fill out the questionnaire, but we like that for more information. Yeah, and in that process, uh, Tim, we ask them if they want a virtual consultation or an in-home. Um, and mm. we get a good, we get, we get plenty of people asking for in-home, um, mm -hmm. but we get lots asking for virtual. And uh, the question is, you know, in five months, does that really go away? And I don't think it will go away. I think that option will continue to be valuable to folks and they'll appreciate it. And mm -hmm. in any event, you're kind of just part of the accelerated trend of giving people choices. I mean, that's, I don't think that's going away. There's always going to be a percentage of people that, enjoy the FaceTime. And we've heard great feedback from, from folks that really um, enjoyed the experience of a virtual consultation. And we've frankly gotten better at it ourselves, right? Like how do you mm -hmm. take advantage of FaceTime? How do you guide them through um, our product and talk about a kitchen redesign through FaceTime? And, you know, I think as we get better and more comfortable, other folks are getting better and more comfortable. I think it's more and more of a thing and a, and a new normal.
Absolutely. And it also just speaks to just a little bit like the modern aspect of what you're doing. And, and if you're good at that, then you're often better on the other customer service things like the install and like the, you know, different things that you're doing where you're, um, when you're following up and you're good on the sales side, it does speak to the customer service on the actual like product and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. It, people, if you don't do that well, if you're not like, cause for instance, I have, you know, remodelers that I talk to that I, God love them, but they, they've got the sales thing. They're a little rough. Yeah. Like either they, they don't pick up and they're not nice on the phone. Right. Or they, um, they have a hard time with the sales process. Like they don't, they don't prize sales. They yeah. think of sales as a little fluffy and they're just like, well, I just tell people what I do. And if the, you know, this is what I do. And then if you take it or leave it, and right, they have right. business because they have a small business and it doesn't yeah. require that many sales right. to keep it going. So they don't have to be perfect. Yeah. But the point is, is like you should be striving to be good on all aspects of your business. Even if you're good at, you know, what you do on the contracting side or, or those types of things, you also should be striving to be good at making the sales experience pleasant and it's not, it's not just fluff. It's, it's customer service in the sales process. And it does come down to, do they feel comfortable? And frankly, yes, your conversion rate on, on proposals and stuff like that. I mean, on bids, it's, it, it does reflect how they felt and if they felt comfortable with your sales process. And I don't know, it's just another one of those, to me, it's part of the craft. Yeah. It's part of the craft. And if you get better at your sales process, your customers are going to have a better time and they're going to assume that your service is better too. So just like marketing, I think it's fun. And I think it's, it's part of the craft of building a business. It's not just, um, it's not, it's not just fluff. And one last thing on this, and this is kind of a little bit of tooting our own horn as marketers, you want to be more selective as a, as a contractor, as a, Cambria dealer as a, as Cambria, you want to be able to have your best customers and not be begging for the bottom of the barrel and, and, and basically going after price, right? Like that's, that's a key thing. Marketing is an opportunity to do that. Right. Marketing is an opportunity is to, is an opportunity to increase your level of service, increase the level of quality of the product. Yeah. And I, I like promoting marketing that way as in it's not just about getting more in the door. It's about getting better in the door and to be able to do better work. Right, and, and a lot of that is listening to the customer and you had mentioned surveys and I think that is a really great low tech thing to do, whether you close a deal and, uh, or you don't close a deal and it's like, hey, answer a few questions and we'll, we'll give you a nice little present for answering the questions because you took 15 minutes to do so. But that really should inform the marketing and the sales process and what went well and what didn't go so well. And you should be shaping your marketing and your um, sales funnel around some of those survey answers. That's great. And another thing on that is like, use their language. When you hear somebody say positive stuff about your company through those surveys, yeah. steal their sentence, like yeah. use it exact. Cause sometimes you cut, you hear things back from those surveys that are like, damn, I wish we would have said it that way. Like that would be, that's a very concise way to say it. Take the language, especially if you hear it twice from, right. you know, more than one ideal customer. 
Yeah, I mean, sometimes you don't know your own value proposition. And if you're yeah. hearing the great things over and over again, that is your value proposition. That is what's exactly. resonating in the marketplace. Yeah. And honestly, that's, if you're, if you're hearing great stuff from somebody, like maybe that's an opportunity to get them to do an on-camera testimonial. Beautiful. I mean, that is a really passionate yeah. person. So. I love that. Yeah, we heard like something around like time savings. And I like, yeah. I think of us as just like lead gen, right? Right. But it's like, I, ha I know I have to do it, but I don't have the time and they save me time. Like that, that theme now is built throughout all of our stuff is like yeah. time savings. Yeah. It's not as sexy as what I like to think we are. <laughs> but time savings, that's a pretty, that is actually a pretty good value prop. Yeah, I think what they're maybe saying is, you know what, I don't have to find a, a branding company. I don't have to find um, kind of a sales funnel guy. Uh, you know, you guys are website design and SEO and content and sales and, and brand positioning all in one. And so maybe they're saving time that way. So you guys are a great value proposition. Thank you, man. Uh, so we want to talk about connected TV too. So this goes into the 301 maybe. Yeah. I, we know that remarketing in all of its forms um, is, a, is a really great way to stay top of mind, especially if somebody's already come to your website and then they go away, but they didn't make a decision. What if they see you everywhere online afterwards? And, and you were going to share some things about like ways to get that out there. Yeah, I, I love connected TV. And, and we were just chatting before about how that might not be a small business thing. And, and I, I really do think it is a small business thing, especially if you want to be ahead of the competition. The, the value prop for uh, connected TV is look really big in prime time for a fraction of the cost, right? And we know that big in prime time is TV, a TV spot. That's prime time. You're, you're big enough to do a TV spot. You're, you're pretty big. You're pretty legit. But the problem with the TV spot is it's generally expensive, right? The reason it's expensive is because you're buying the whole town. Uh, in some cases, you're buying the whole region. Um, and that gets expensive because you're dealing with TV stations and things like that. Well, connected TV allows you to have a 15 second spot or a 30 second spot or a six second spot, um, but trigger it based on precise targeting um, like you can with lots of digital marketing stuff. So a great example that we talked about is um, only show the TV spot if they have visited your website in the past. Um, a good real life example, because they're so aggressive, you can go to monday.com, um, visit that site and then go to YouTube and, and look at a video <laughs> or two. You're going to see a monday.com ad. Trust me. They chase the rest you around. of your life. It feels the rest like. of your life. Um, and it's like, if you're not a prime or subscriber to YouTube, you're going to see a, a monday.com spot. So that's retargeting a web against a website visit to YouTube. Um, you can also, you know, uh, kind of target your demographic. You can target your income and the interests and, and remodeling or whatever interests that you have. And they're only seeing a spot then. You can have it on YouTube, of course, but you can also have it on the Facebook video tab. Um, and you can also go up a notch and really buy it against primetime TV shows that's being streamed. So these are like all the big shows uh, on Netflix, on Hulu. Um, and they can see your spot. And it's really exciting because it's uh, at a fraction of the cost because it's so targeted. Uh, part of that is making great content, however. Um, mm. But I think that is getting a lot cheaper and a lot more fun uh, to do as well. You guys yeah. make video content. You guys yeah, do a great we, job of video content. We make a good, we make a, uh, some decent video content. I, I think that it's something I've been getting into lately with that is yeah. like, this is just me just brainstorm with you but like selling the problem 
Yeah. The solution. I really like that. I was listening to Sarah Blakely from Spanx Masterclass. Yeah, she was great. Yeah. Um, and she was just talking about how she sells the problem first. If you get it, if you can say something that's a problem that your customer resonates with, it's almost yeah. like you're seeing into their soul and then you can share your solution. But first, if you really, if you can really hit on the problem that you solve, yeah, it's, it's glorious. And so that might be a way to utilize a shorter video. Cause that's the thing is like with in particular Facebook, video ads and YouTube video ads, I think of it as like, you get like 10 seconds half the time. And honestly, yeah. that's all you need. If you right. have your, if you have your value proposition boiled down enough, you can get that value proposition in, in front of people 20 times for super cheap. Yeah. And I would buy that all day as an ad product like YouTube and yeah. Facebook. Cause, cause if I have my value prop down, you know what I mean? Then I mean, but that's something we're working on. Yeah, I think these days, 15 seconds is a ton of time. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think the amount of cutting and it's just the way media is, 15 seconds is so much time. I would even recommend a six second bumper mm. um, as a good unit too. That's a, it's, a, it's a great mindset to be in that just you have almost no time. So you got to get it down. And if you don't get it down to, let's say, a really core message of here's the problem, here's, here's what we do, yeah. here's here's why your life will be better after what we do. Absolutely. If you can say that really quick and like, if you think about it in six seconds, I like that as a time increment, your, your, all your advertising is going to go way smoother and it's going to have way more ROI. So like you could have tried Facebook ads, YouTube ads, everything almost. You could have yeah. tried everything without a clear value proposition and what problem you're solving. Yeah. You could have wasted a ton of money. Yeah. So there's a lot of people out there kind of dancing around and sitting around thinking that they have the data. Like, Oh, I've tried yeah. Facebook ads. I've tried Instagram ads didn't work for me, but those people, a lot of them wasted money because they didn't have their messaging down. Right. Yeah, exactly. Across all the things. But you know, um, I, I saw a video of you uh, doing a roofing thing and you climbed on that roof. It was a great shot. It was a drone shot. Um, yeah. So power to you. Uh, but you can't do that with a, uh, with a Google PPC ad, right? That's yeah. cool drone shot, but you can do that in a, in a CTV spot, in a video, in a video spot. And so it gives you the power, this persuasive power, the emotional power of mm -hmm. a cool video shot. And why not take advantage of it? It's so cheap, even to small businesses right now. I absolutely love it. And I, I just want to give a second to, um, talk with you about Cambria and your yeah. guys' kind of mission here before we wrap up the podcast. Sure. Um, what is something that you've seen really resonate with contractors lately about your guys' products? And I know that you're probably sick of talking about it, but could you just talk about the products really quick? And if, so, if a contractor is the type of contractor that you guys work with or the type of, and also dealers, um, but you, you're used to talking to them, but um, they maybe haven't decided to go with Cambria yet. Right, what, do you, right. what do you talk about? Well, you know, I'm, I'm more of the digital marketing guy, but yeah. uh, I, I know this uh, and I believe in this stuff as much as a lot of other folks. Um, we pride ourselves on, on our uh, family, family owned and American made story, uh, the quality craftsmanship, um, the unlimited lifetime warranty. I mean, it's about reliability. It's about trust. It's about getting the real thing. Um, and so it's, it's the opposite of uh, fly by night, right? It's a durable product. It's American made. Um, it's right here. Um, we stand behind our product. Um, 
and when you're dealing with fit and finish and you're dealing with um, discriminating customers, discerning customers uh, that really want the best, uh, Cambria is the best. So it's an easy value proposition. But then there's this whole other piece, right, of, of uh, post-sale. So standing behind our products, servicing uh, anything um, and supporting our, our partners as well as our customers the whole time. And I love that. I mean, what would you say, I don't know, I know that you're not on the sales side, but what are some like, let's say objections for people that are looking at the different kinds of countertops out there and they've, I'm just curious. I'm curious what you guys see as that. I know that you guys are on the high end, so maybe you don't, you don't come across that as much, but is there any? You know, for me, it's not really objections. It's really about um, awareness and opportunity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, have they heard of Cambria? A lot of folks have heard of the name Cambria, but they don't associate it with uh, uh, with um, countertops or surfaces. And so really it's not uh, being in front of them enough and not really being part of their, their, uh, their presence enough. So uh, we don't have objection as much as I don't know enough. And, and so that's why marketing is so powerful, right? To, to relate that story to folks. Um, and to introduce yourself and to talk about your value proposition. We know that you can't just do it once. You have to do it. The old, mm -hmm. the old number was seven times, but maybe it's 20 times these days. Um, mm -hmm. So you have to be out there and you have to be on Google when they're Googling. You have to be on Facebook or Instagram when they're on Instagram. Um, and you have to be uh, in video if they're on YouTube or on the video tab of, of Facebook or in, when they're watching uh, one of their favorite shows. You have to be present. So um, it's about uh, putting our story in front of people Mm -hmm. and uh, being in consideration because once we're in consideration it's it's easy for us to win because uh, we have such a great product yeah it's such a it's such a visual thing too like everything about cambria screams high end yeah. and if i was to give a quick you know just promo to contractors out there it's do you what do you want to be associated with right. what kinds of products do you want to be associated with are you the type of contractor that works with the best possible materials or are you the kind of contractor who tries to cut corners and is fighting for the bottom end of the market yeah it's and, staying power right um, yeah you want to stick around you want to grow your your name and your reputation in town and, and and you know go from small projects to big projects um small time to big time and and that takes um standing behind your products and your service and your and your quality and that that's what i think um we've done and I think that's what we stand behind and, and what we're proud of and introducing that is um, is pretty easy in terms of messaging it's it's just a matter of getting it out there to folks that still haven't heard of us absolutely well Panara it was great to chat with you good and, talking to you and this has been transforming your business in the touchless economy this is the hook better leads podcast and thanks for joining us thanks Tim have a good one Bye. thank you bye